This is Who Do You Think You Are? I Am. The Sports Podcast. That's always out of bounds. Another episode of Who Do You Think You Are? I am Dirty 30 today. It is Chen's late night recording next to Poom Daddy. Yep. Got Matt over the phone, as always. Yes, I do. And uh, like I mentioned, we're doing a late late show. A lot of us had other things going on. Worked late last night. Was fucking dead to the world this morning. <laughs> Matt was at a Red Bulls game cheering on the boys in red. Come on, and you boys in black and red now. Black and red now. Oh, yeah, I saw those jerseys. Pretty nice. Oh, they're dope. Pretty nice. And I was home. Puma wasn't doing shit. <laughs> I was, Puma was waiting for us to answer the phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was setting up since last night. So, um, not much going on this 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 time of the year, but it's like kind of. This is like the time of year where things are preparing to begin. You know, you got baseball season on the horizon. You got uh, March Madness. Uh, NHL just went through the trade deadline. And MLS is starting back up. Soccer's in full swing everywhere around around the world. Kind of. Champions League, kind of. Yeah, we'll get into that. And uh, yeah, so that's what we got. They um, always say that February is always like a is like the when you're first sports fans one of the worst months because there's yeah. really no, nothing going on. Like there's. No I never f- realized that until until we were making our fucking list. Yeah, and we were like, we what start are we, with, we start with the Super Bowl like the highest of highs for American sports, and then you just kind of marinate. Yeah, hey, that's true. You know, pitchers and catchers a couple of weeks after the Super Bowl, and then, you know. Nobody cares about that besides you, and Buster Olney. <laughs> and Tom Verducci. And, and, and everybody. Tim and and every, every, Kim, Tim Kirkshin. And every other baseball analyst. Uh, I mean. Peter Gammons with his stupid-ass tweets. <laughs> Peter Gammons. You know, I love Tim Kirkshin's uh, tweets. You ever see his tweets? No. He's like, ex-player, or, you know, it's just... Uh, Aaron Judge hits better when it's under sixty degrees. Oh. When the wind, when the wind mile an hour is a, at fifteen at one o'clock in the afternoon at home on Saturdays. When the when it's uh, when a day ends in Y. Yeah, it's very specific. It's yeah. too much. It's so funny. Too much. So talking about baseball analysts and talking about how we're the only ones that look. Oh, let me correct myself. I'm the only one that looks forward to spring training. Let's talk yeah. about we're already baseball. Off, we're already off the rails. We're already off. The rails. Yeah. Rails are gone. So so much for planning. You know. You make a make a plan. You make a fifty minute plan, and it just rips it up and goes. I'm going rogue. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, you know what? It was a good. It's a good tie-in. It's a good tie-in because we're talking about it. So we're gonna stop talking about it and we're gonna talk about completely different. We're talking about anything. Talking about baseball analysts and baseball. You mentioned and all this t- You know. I mean, I'm just going with the flow of the conversation. You know. So anyway, baseball. Baseball. So, obviously, we're going to talk about the obvious elephant in the room, and that's still the Houston Astros. Uh, their beanball tour has begun. Um, and Correa, Bregman, Altuve, some minor leaguers have been hit. Royale has been hit already. Imagine being the minor leaguer that gets hit. That sucks. Like, you had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking sucks. You're in double A, minding your own business, nothing with oh, the big I'm making club. my I'm making my debut in the league. Finally. <laughs> for, First pitch, boom! Right, right to the fucking ribs. Oh God! Thank you. Come again. Um, 
So the Astro debacle is still going on. You still have players talking about it. You still have, you know, like I said, people getting hit. Correa is not making it any better for himself, you know, considering the fact that he keeps saying, oh, I don't hear the fans booing me, and then he gets drilled the next game. Uh, you had Derek Jeter sounding off about it, saying it's a black eye for the game. Um, you know, and Manfred's still there holding his own dick, not doing anything about it. And What's you know, he going to do? He Honestly, I know this is in college and we talked about it. I really think that, you know, you got to strip that title. No. You're not going to – these, these yeah. fans, the fans are coming in with signs that they're taking them, away. The fans, the fans are not going to let this go until something happens. And I'll say this right now, and I, I don't know – I honestly don't know – I just thought about this. I don't know how you're going to take this. Maybe we talked about it. Matt, I think Matt's going to be on my side. But if you think, <laughs> if you honestly think that the Yankees weren't doing some shit like this too, you're shot. Um, I think that I'm going to say three, three quarters. No, no, three quarters of Major league teams are cheating. I think the Astros are the one that got caught, and I think the Astros are the fall guy for it. You think the Yankees cheat? Come on. Uh, Joe Girardi came out in an interview and almost it spilled the beans. Slipped. Um, apparently, when we were at the bar on sa- on Friday night, um, somebody was saying that. Um, oh yeah, fuck. Somebody I about that. Somebody was saying inside source. Somebody was saying that. Um, yeah, what Torres was wearing a buzzer. Um, at, somebody else yeah, was wearing no, buzzers. No, 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 no. Beltrans. Beltran's no. niece was saying like the the Torres was also having a buzzer. He said that they, had a, they had a camera in the bolt in Baltimore. Baltimore, he wore a buzzer at Baltimore, and I when he said that, I go, you know what? I do remember. I do remember. He destroyed Baltimore. Torres last year. destroyed Baltimore. Like every time he got up, it was like a home run. Puma's looking at the numbers now. But but yeah, I mean, listen. I think all teams have have done something shady. Yeah, but they got caught. But they got they caught. Got, they got to suffer. They got to suffer the punishment. They so, they have to be the scapegoat, unfortunately. But I I, I don't think you should take away titles. Because well, that's what, and like I said, I don't think so either. If that happens, then then I think it's gonna get worse. Then they're gonna be like, look, all the teams are doing. It. You're gonna take away all the teams' titles ever. You know I mean, what if something what if something came out? Like, what if this situation really blew up, and they went back? And discovered the '90s Yankees were cheating. You'd be fucked. You'd be crushed. You know. Oh, of course. You'd be crushed. Of course. Our fucking childhood was a lie. You know. I I feel. <laughs> you know. He did set the single season home run record versus the Orioles. See. Um. What was his average? Against the Orioles. Like Four hundred. Um. I don't know if I can find. Type in Glaber Torres average against Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, outcome for a team. No starter versus substitute, clutch leverage by inning, uh, hit show opponent. Here we go. Um, against Baltimore, oh, wow. in in eighteen games he started seventeen. He had sixty six at bats. He hit thirteen home runs. Hit twenty RBIs. He hit three ninety four. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I joked about four hundred. He was point zero zero six away. So he played Tampa Bay. He had 207 against Tampa Bay. I'm looking at the number of games. Against the Red Sox, he played 19 games. He had 306. All right. Okay. Um, against Blue Toronto. Teams. Where's Toronto? Here, Toronto. Hit 217. Um, the I mean, Baltimore. I mean, the problem is is that Baltimore, too, was a, was a, double, a triple-A team up there. I mean, Baltimore was the worst team in baseball last year. What I want to know is why. You know, maybe that's why they, they chose Baltimore to cheat against and test out this system because – 
Well, oh, that's very woke of you, Chance. I love it. Right? You're learning. Because because oh, <laughs> I'm 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 awakening. I'm waking. Well, up. here now here's here here's, now this is interleague. So in against all National League teams, he started 19 games. He had 74 at bats. So just almost a little bit more, and he hit 338. So is he doing but, it in every National League ballpark no, too? He might be because these those are the games you're not going to look at most. If you're going to cheat, you're going to cheat against the Astros. You're going to cheat against the Red Sox. You're going to cheat against the Indians. You're going to cheat against the you know the playoff teams. That's what if they were to come come after you, they'd look at those games. You know they don't give a shit about Baltimore. They see Baltimore. His averages are packed because he's playing shitty Baltimore. You well, know? It's you know, not suspicious. They said Sanchez was doing the same thing. Put uh. that put that fucking meme of of Eddie Murphy's character pointing to his head. You know, I mean, listen. Not Eddie Murphy. I know. You know, I feel like <laughs> I, think about. I feel like with the Astro thing, and like like we've been saying, he's the they're the fall the fall guy for this whole thing. I think people have been doing Sadie shit. I think that deciphering signs. Um, well, there's a bull, there's a camera in every bullpen. If you watch TV feeds, they always show who's in the bullpen. It's a camera, either behind the pitchers or behind the catchers, showing you who's warming up. Um, so, you know, they're not putting a designated camera in the bullpens. There are already cameras there. Um, I, I think that it's, I think that cheating in baseball, there's a line. Now, if there's somebody and I, and as a coach, I do it all the time. You know, when I'm coaching third or coaching first, you know, if I can see the catcher signs, I'm going to do something with it. If, you know, I teach my runners the second base to look at the signs because, you know, at high school level, you know, these kids aren't using multiple signs. If they are, it's always the second sign. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, I think that's gamesmanship and part of the game. Um, but when you start using technology and cameras, I think that's where it gets gets sketchy and start using buzzers as well. Um, but you know what? I think that you can have a story like that with Torres for a couple of players in the league as well. I mean, there's also conspiracy mm-hmm. theories that Trout's on HGH. You know? I mean, yeah. they're all conspiracy theories now. Um you know, and I'm not saying that the Yankees maybe. I'm not saying the Yankees didn't. I'm not saying the Yankees did cheat. I'm just saying that it's a possibility, and I'm not going to sit here and defend be be a homer and say they're clean as right, clean okay. as the white driven snow. Um, but I think that it's important to note that the way the Red Sox, the Red Sox, the way and, and their punishments coming this week apparently uh, with their cheating shit. Um, but with the way the Astros have handled the situation, they've handled it the worst possible way that they've could. They're arrogant. They're saying they didn't cheat. They're saying it didn't affect the outcome of the games, which which obviously it does. If you tell a major league hitter what's coming, they're going to do damage. Um, you know, I think that's what's driving the fan anger mm. is the way that the Astros themselves are playing it. Uh, there was a there was an article saying that the at when the Yankees come, the Astros don't come to Yankee Stadium until September. And I actually have tickets to, in my package for one of those games. I don't know if it's the first game of the series or when. It's crazy. How or when. Yeah, I mean they go to they go to they go to Houston in May, but they don't they don't Houston because they're a West team. They don't play them 19 times. They mm. only play them six times, if that maybe eight. But um, you know I think that it's important to note that you know they're going to need a SWAT team where not no matter where they go in their dugout. You know fans are yelling at them. They're there. There's a cop presence in their dugout. This is going to be. They're gonna. It's a story. It's a bad story to have, but at the same time, it it it's bringing people to the game. Like it's it, people are gonna want to go see the Astros and boo them. It's gonna drive attendance. You think so? I think so. That's interesting. Never thought of it like that. You know, and especially if they make the playoffs and they go on a run. 
you know, I mean, yeah, they don't have their best pitcher, but they still have a nasty team. And I think that's another problem is that they it didn't affect the if it's affecting their future, but it's not affecting their current team in this current season. Yeah, but what are you gonna do? No, oh, well, we're gonna take uh, Brigman away from you and give him to. Well, the problem is, and the pro- San Diego. A lot of no, not even that. A lot of pro- a lot of players are saying that they should be disciplined. They should be suspended. Mm. But the the DMLB in their investigation gave them immunity, so there's nothing they can do to them. They weren't gonna talk if you didn't give them immunity. Um, and I think that's where Tony Clark's going to come in. And I think that when they do the CBA in a couple of years, I think 2021, the CBA is up and they're going to be up for a CBA. And I think that they're going to have to put something in the CBA that has to do with cheating and you know the punishments and have clear cut punishments for cheating. If you get caught cheating, it's like, like steroids. What's going up? The CBA, Okay. the collective bargaining agreement. Why? When you get like that, you're saying something like, what? I'm not saying... No, I know I how you get. I took a swig of my water. I like. Oh, oh. Days of day. Uh, anyway, off. I think that like in with the steroid with steroids, they have like you know if you get caught the first time, you get suspended for eighty two games. If you get caught the second time, it's a season. If you get caught the third time, you're banned for life. Like it needs to be something like that because how can the you, NFL had something like that for Josh Gordon. Yeah, well, you know the problem is is that you have you ban the guy for gambling and Pete Rose, and then these guys actually get caught cheating, and they're not they're they're not going to pay any discipline. This is where you got to reinstate Pete Rose and put him in the fucking Hall of Fame. Uh. It's a good point, you know. But sticking with the MLB, um, wow, that was good. The Yankees. I'm proud of you. The Yankees are, you know, I know that a lot of people have told us that we don't we, to- uh, we don't talk enough about okay, the teams. Here we go. But you know, it's tough when you live in a, a town, and you know you follow that team, and that's the only really the only news you get. But anyway, um, I think that with the Yankees, Severino, yep. Tommy John out for the year, second ever since he signed that extension. Hmm. That four-year extension he's in with the Yankees. Oh, Chen's. I'm putting the post up. Oh, now we're going to have two themes. Anyway, I can't edit that. That was funny. You listen to that. <laughs> that happens. It's pretty funny. You wake people up. It's out of nowhere. <laughs> well, we're talking about a new subject in MLB. So kind of yeah. um, Severino has been nothing but hurt the last last two years. Uh, the Yankees have been bit by the injury bug in here. Again, now, the thing about Severino, I don't know if you know, is that he's been feeling this pain in October. And they didn't do anything about it. It kind of went away. And then when he started throwing off-speed pitches, that's where it came back. And then they went for the MRI. And then all of a sudden, they found it. You know what I heard? Uh, The same thing happened with Paxton. He said that uh, when he first got hurt, he started feeling this discomfort. They used a certain type of MRI. With dye. Did they inject dye? That, I don't know. But it shows up, it's only like 60% accurate. Mm-hmm. But it was something like, it wasn't painful. Okay. Then they had another option they could have used, which is like 99, 95% accurate. They didn't do it. But it's painful. So I think it was K. K was like, why wouldn't you suffer through a little bit of pain and discomfort to find out what's really wrong with you instead yeah. of misdiagnosing it only to make it worse because now he goes now look season's about to start and you're missing your, your second best pitcher and you're missing Paxton too yeah but I'm just saying they were talking about Severino specifically well Paxton the, the back thing went back to September and he missed a start in September because of his back it went away he got a quarter zone shot or something and then he decides to get this, the, the surgery you know, six weeks, uh, two weeks before they report, and now he's going to miss the first month of the season. You know, Stanton's hurt. He's got a grade one calf strain. 
So that's not going to be long term. Uh, he's missing the start of the season now. Yeah, he's going to start the season on the IL. Judge now what is, happened to Judge? is having problems with his right pectoral muscle, and he's going for further testing, and he's in limbo with what's going to happen. How do you, how do you feel about uh, uh, like guys built like Stanton and Judge? Well, I mean, Babe Ruth did it on uh, beer and hot dogs. Uh-huh. Like, and he was a fat slob, and he's was the home run king until Hank Aaron yeah. until the 70s. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't. You don't need to be. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? You don't need to be a chiseled bodybuilder thing because the way I see it is that the more you work out and the bigger you are, the more risk you have to pull something. You need a little fat in there. See, that's why big guys like me, we don't get hurt. Get that cushion, we're fine. <laughs> more cushion for the pushing. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, All but the sandals I got here. <laughs> You know, I mean, but the thing is, Judge is not built like Stanton is. You know, like these guys that are ripped out of their I mean, minds. Yeah, dude, it's, Judge is fucking solid. Yeah, dude. he's solid, but he's not built like uh, Stanton. He's pretty fucking big. You he know? looked very large when I saw him in spring training a couple years ago. He only got bigger. You know, I, I, I feel like you don't need to be in a bodybuilder-type shape to play baseball. There's, the only reason why I ask is because there was a caller that called the K-Show. It reminded me of you, like an old-time baseball guy. He's just like... <laughs> You know, these guys, they always work out. They're always lifting weights. They're getting big. It's like, it's like guys like me and you, Michael. Don, too, maybe. You know, we, we, don't, we didn't do that shit growing up, like, you know, as kids. You know, that wasn't... You just played. You know, you stayed in shape, whatever. You did some push-ups. You ran. You know, you did, you did your thing. And then, you know, you didn't get hurt. Now these guys, they're fucking... They got all these muscles and... Uh, you know, they're always getting hurt. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Love you guys. Talk to you later. I you mean, think, think about it. When you... When you like, Derek Jeter... Was Derek Jeter like a physical specimen? No, he wasn't. No, I think there is. I think there might be a little bit of truth to it, though, because how can you, how can you justify two years in a row, major players in the same organization, even after cleaning house and training staff? Right? They they basically got a, new, a whole new training staff, and the same shit's happening. Well, I mean, I, I'm gonna bring up the Mets in this point, but not to knock on them. Tanaka on their on their players. Tanaka's okay. Tanaka, yeah, and Tanaka's been throwing with a torn UCL for the past three years. That thing can go at any second. Everybody's everybody's body is different. A what? Yeah. No, no. What's he? What did he tear? His UCL. The fuck? Oh, in the arm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple years ago, Noah Syndergaard, the Mets told him not to be a big. He didn't listen. He got big, and then he tore his lat, hmm. and he was out for the rest of the season. I mean, you know. These players think they need to be over, like, very you muscular. Know, look at look at like players like I don't know. Look at David Wells. David Wells was a fat slob and he was a effective pitcher. Look at big sexy Tolo Colon. Look at big look at Bartolo. <laughs> look at I mean even like Mariano. Mariano Rivera was a twig. Yeah, he's he's just very fit. You know, like there's a there's baseball shape. Yeah, but I think like, I think you when, said it before. Hank Aaron, he wasn't a massive guy. No, he hardly had, at all. You know, like, but he was—he's a home run king. Like, with speaking from experience, because when I was in college, I had—I was on a specific weight training program, and I trained differently than somebody who was just going to the gym to get big. You know, I did yeah, more core course. stuff. Yeah, I did more doing, like stuff. They're doing that too. You know, but they're, like, they're, they're being trained by professionals. But the thing is, is that it—it's—they're being trained by professionals, but they're not in baseball shape. Is my point. Like I, like I, 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 I still, even if I. If I started going to the gym again, 
I will not not lift the weight over my head, like for my shoulder. Like I won't do stuff over my head with my shoulder workouts. I won't. I'll be very light with chest. That's just because that's how I know how to work out. You know, you don't need biceps and a big chest to throw baseball. Yeah, I mean, look at look at Justin Verlander. He's got literally the most regular body. You know, he's he's got big legs. I mean, look at Clemens. Clemens was had Clemens tree was, trunks. He was a big guy too, though. You he know. was a big fucking. Well, same guy. thing with Verlander though. Verlander's like six six. No, 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 no. Fucking Roger Clemens was not a thin guy. He was not slim. No, no, he was thick. He was chunk. He was chunk. Whoa, Puma used the word thick. How, how many? Oh, how, how many? C's? How many C's on that thick? A uh, bunch. Um, <laughs> can't even go along with it. What a, I don't even get that joke. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he's so out of touch with society. Oh God. Anyway, it's not baseball related. Um, you know, I, I like I said, I think that it's the same couple of guys that are getting hurt. Like Andujar came back. He's healthy. He's he looks good. Uh, Voight looks good. Cole looks good. Cole made his debut the other day. He looks great. Um, you know, I mean, the the thing is, is everybody's freaking out about this. And the Yankees... So what does this, yeah, what does this mean for the Yankees? This, you know, you, you won 103 games last year, and you lost over 2,500 player games into injury anyway. Um, you know, they could do it again. They have the depth. 2,500 games? Player games. Oh, so like every player that missed... A game. All the games added, added up. Together. I was gonna say they had like thirty-seven player different players on the IL. That's insane, man. Um, you know, you have players like Frazier who's gonna step in for Sanchez. You have players like Talkman that can step in for Stanton. Judge. Stanton. Oh, I'm sorry, Stanton. Uh, Sanchez is gonna get hurt too. Mark my words. Um. Anyway, so you have the outfield depth to back it up. I mean, you don't have Hicks either. Hicks is recovering from Tommy John as well. Uh, he'll he'll come back hopefully in June or early July. Um, with Severino, you're going to get Paxton back. You're going to get Herman back in June from his suspension. Um, Montgomery's healthy. You have Davey Garcia. You have some other prospects that you can Montgomery. You ha- I haven't heard that name in like three well, he years. He had Tommy John too. And he's just yeah. coming back. He pitched in September of last year, but now he's fully healthy. Yeah. Now he has an off season. Now he's throwing again. He threw, um, in a spring training game a couple of days ago. Um, you have Tanaka, you have Cole. Um, you know, you have the, one of the best bullpens in the game. Um, if not the best bullpen in the game. So the Yankees are going to be fine. I'm not really concerned about it. They won 103 games last year so without Stanton, pretty who, much. Who can challenge them in the American League? In the American League or in the division? Because there's a difference. All right, let's go both. Division. Uh, Tampa Bay, I think, is always sneaky to be good. I don't think the Red Sox are going to do anything. They don't have a bullpen. You don't, think the, you don't think the Blue Jays are ready yet? I think the Blue Jays are a year away. Uh, they also don't have pitching. Who do you think, out of those three prospects for the Blue Jays, who do you think is the most promising? Guerrero, you think so? One hundred percent. You you really think so? I think so. Guerrero, it's going to be. Guer- it's not just hype. No, Guerrero, Pichette. Yeah, Pichette's nice and, man. And Biggio, in that order. Well, those are the three I'm referring to. Well, yeah, so. yeah, in that order, I'm saying the importance. I think Biggio's the the least important. I the, think the least the least promising. Yeah, Pichette. The only thing is, Pichette's small. So he's like Pedroia. Yeah, but you know. So let's see if he can that, sustain. That out the window, bro. Let's see if he can sustain. That's all I'm saying. Do it yeah, again. Exactly. Yeah, but he's wearing buzzers. Eh, he's still talented. You know. Anyway, uh, but Vladdy, Vladdy's the real deal. Eh, I don't know, He's man. thick with, like, multiple Cs. Yeah, how many? It makes a difference. Come on, how uh, many? You have to say multiple. You got to give us a number. Okay. So, Roger Clemens is thick with five Cs. Wow. Whoa. 
That's Whoa, fucking okay. thick. Right. And Vlad is Vlad is thicker than that. So let's Jeez. let's just say eight. Damn. Oh sheesh. That's fucking thick. You know, and you know what? They're thick. I'm not gonna say <laughs> it. Never mind. <laughs> No, come on. Come on. Oh, Where are we going? Where are we going? All right, right, right. All right, fine. There... <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Like, uh, I'm excited. Music right now, too, going. Oh, yeah, we got, we got, we got Fell Trombone. Uh, no, I already played that. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to let oh, the moment God. pass. No, They're good. thick from the waist down. For three. Bang! Oh, my God. Well, I, I, listen. <laughs> it's true. No, I'm saying, oh, my God, because you, you hit the fucking... Uh, Mike Breen bang when he said that. That's what happens when we don't record in the morning. Anyway. Anyway. But yeah, no, I, I think that the in the American League, that you got to talk about the Twins, even though the Yankees own the Twins. You got to talk about the Astros. Um... The White Sox might be a team to take a flyer on. Are the Indians still? The Indians lost Kluber. Clevenger's hurt. I mean, they 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 might fight for a wild card. They're not going to win the division. Like, it sounds like uh, the White Sox are stepping up. Yeah, the White Sox are getting better. That how about, the, how about Detroit? No, they Detroit's suck. still far away. What about, um, what about in the West? Who do they got? The Angels? The are, they, are they legit? Um, Mariners. The thing about the Ash. No, the thing about the Angels is that they didn't. They they didn't sign, they signed yeah they signed Randon to 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 protect Trout, but they don't have pitching either. They have Otani no, who's going to come back. Otani, Otani's coming back. No, no, yes, no, 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 no. You see what he looks like? Well, yeah, you yeah, know he got big, long, like he's always been tall. He's no, always he got, been long he and got, lanky. He got big. You know, one of the things that it's interesting is talking about this whole Tommy John thing because he had Tommy John too. Is that these pitchers come back stronger than? Uh, post-surgery than they do pre-surgery because of the throwing programs they're on and they actually come back stronger so I'm just expecting Otani to be strong um, the Astros are getting McCullers back Lance McCullers Jr. they're getting him back he was out all year from Tommy John um, you know I think the in the West it's the Angels and the Astros I think the Angels just miss a wild card spot I think the Rays get a wild card spot and I think the I'm going to take a risk here and say the White Sox get in um, All right, so American League matchup. So American League championship. American League championship will be the Yankees and the Yankees are going to play. The Yankees are going to have the best record in the American League, so they're going to play the win, the wild card winner. So no, I'm talking about championship. No, I know. I'm just putting it through uh, my mind. So if they play the wild card winner, they'll probably play the Rays in the first round. It means Minnesota and Houston play in the other series. I think Houston beats. The Twins setting up an American ALCS Yankees Astros again, but I think the Yankees get it done this time. I hope so. God, I fucking hope so. Well, because then there's nothing, there's nothing to well, to I think complain that, about. Anymore. I think that if that happens, that's the best thing for baseball that can happen is that the Astros and the Yankees play off, play again in the playoffs, and the Yankees beat them, get their redemption. Yeah, and in the National League side, there's really nobody else but the Dodgers. Really, it's that bad. I mean, the Dodgers are filthy. I know, but that Betts, that, that Bellinger, much? Seager, Turner. I mean, they have Kershaw. They have Lux. They have May. No, they, they have, have Betts. Betts yeah, Betts and Price. Betts and oh, Price. Price. Fuck. You yeah. know, they, they maybe the weakest part of their team is the bullpen. No, I'd say the weakest part of their team is playoff p- starting pitching. 
Who's a, who's a bigger choke artist? David Price, Clayton Kershaw. Both of them are terrible. Right. Well, Price pitched well when they won the. World he did. Series. He did. He came through, but. Let's if he see. can stay healthy. Let's see if he can do it again. So my pick is Yankees Dodgers. Yankees I think Dodgers. That'd Yan- be a beautiful World Series. And I think Yankees win in seven. Wow. All right. Jens? I yeah. Sounds good to me. The only team, I'm not gonna analyze it like you just did. The only the only <laughs> you know team, way more than me. The only team in the National League that might give the Dodgers a run for their money is the Braves. Hmm. I love Phillies. New manager. I think the Phillies little DD action. I think the Phillies will make the playoffs this year. I think that I think you'll get three teams out of the East this year. Mets. No. Uh the Nationals, the Phillies, and the Braves. Nationals, I forgot about them. Um, I think those three come out of the West, both two of them being wild card teams, obviously. I think the the I think the Brewers win the Central, and I think the Dodgers win the West. I want the Brewers to go, man. I like them. You know. And I'm not saying that I, I just don't think the Mets have so somebody's gonna get hurt in that starting rotation, whether it's Syndergaard or, or DeGrom. They always one of them always gets hurt. They don't have a bullpen. Um they have a rookie manager, you know, very raw manager. Um, you know, I don't expect Pete Alonso to have the same type of season he had last year. Um, if you look, Judge didn't have the same sophomore season. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to see a little bit decline in that as well. Um, you know, I think the Mets finish in fourth. All right. So that's fair. I don't think, you know, I think that's just, that's not me hating on them. I think that's the truth. No, when, has, when has DeGrom been hurt? He's been I, hurt a few times. Look it up. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, yeah. 32 games pitched, 32 games pitched, 31 games pitched, oh, oh. 24 games pitched, 30 hey. games pitched. 24 games pitched. Four years ago. A one one season and when he pitched 24 games. Yeah, he might have been hurt here or there. I mean, he hasn't had like a major, major injury. Um, But I don't think he's he going to win. Tommy John and he's been fine since then. Yeah, I don't. So Syndergaard, fine, yes. I don't, he's the only one that hasn't had it. But. I mean, and outside of those two guys, who else do they have? Pitching wise, Mats. Mats is still there. They got Strowman. They signed Porcello. Uh, uh, yeah, Porcello. Porcello yeah, but Porcello and Waka, they're nothing. They're not who they used Waka, to be. Waka. You know. But I think that I think that listen, it's very hard to talk about the Mets when their own fans are Venmoing, Ven Wagon and money to spend more money. Okay. Okay. Alright, no, 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 we're not doing this. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. We're, we're not, not doing, doing it. this. Alright, so anyway. Alright, now you all you listeners, you know. The Mets fans, Venmoed, the fucking owner, or whatever he is. The GM. GM. And Puma just is laughing. That's it. There's that. That's there's a, that there's just proves my point that there's a joke. There's Mets segment for the day. Let's move on to the NHL. <laughs> anyway, so let's, let's move on to the NHL. Um, now, a lot of going on with the NHL. Now, we could start We could start in a few different places. Uh, do you want to start with the trade deadline? Or? I think that's the most relevant thing in the NHL. All right, so last week the NHL trade deadline came and gone. A, a lot of trades going down that made sense. Some that didn't. Uh, Chen's is going to take five here. Um, I think that the there were a few trades that I think helped some teams. I think the, the Marlowe trade to Pittsburgh helped. Um, you know, Marlowe at the end of his career getting a chance to kind of to win his first cup, I think, is important. I thought you didn't. I thought you were out. I thought you were out. Dad jokes. When that day comes, oh man, fucking let it fly, man. <laughs> uh, 
what do you think about the Marlowe trade, Matt? Is he I'm not saying trade. Merlot? Is he not saying Merlot? It's that's... I, I, I can't. I'm not there. I'm only hearing it via Skype. It, was, it, it was... sounds like Marlowe, but yeah. uh... you're you're right in the trenches, so it sounds. If you, if you hear Merlot, go off, King. Oh, uh, <laughs> maybe. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as I was saying, it's a very Pittsburgh move. They always seem to get these veteran guys at the deadline that are on you know expiring deals. It's gonna be free agents in the off season. Um, doesn't always work out for them, but it's it's a scoring, it's a secondary scoring that they definitely do need, and it was a very low risk. Yeah, um, what they what they give for that? Like a it fifth? was a conditional pick, I think. Yeah, it was, it was like a third good, or fourth yeah. round pick. Yeah, like nothing crazy because it was it was a weird situation for Marlowe's contract because um, he was actually in the Hurricanes books after he got bought out by uh, the um, Maple Leafs, so then he signed back with the. Uh, the sharks. The sharks, and then now you know they they shipped him off to you know get something for him, and you know, obviously he's not the guy that you know, when he was when, when he the sharks were in their heyday, but he's always a, he's a guy that can get it done, and and I think he will fit in very well uh, on that second line <clears throat> with whoever they decide to put him on. Although he's still looking for uh, his first point with the Penguins, because I mean it has only been three games, so. Well, the thing is, the thing that he adds to to that locker room is just the presence. Another playoff veteran has gone, had played in a Cup final before. Um, you know, honestly, sticking with the Sharks, I feel bad for Joe Thornton. Um, you know, the Sharks are a rebuilding team. They're not who they, you know, they wasted all that money on Eric Carlson, and now they're selling off uh, and going into a rebuild. Um, I feel like they were really good last year. No. They just got old, you know. They they went through a lot of changes. They they stripped, uh, who they stripped uh, Thornton of the captaincy, gave it to Pavelski. Pavelski now is in Dallas. He left as a free agent. Uh, you signed Carlson to that long deal. They have no goaltending. Uh, their core is older now. Um, you know, and injuries too. They they've got and their injury injuries too. Yeah. So you know, I think that with Thornton, you know, he's forty something years old. He's at the end. He hasn't won a cup. And not to give him the service of trading him. Now, I understand it's a business. I understand, you know, they need somebody there to bring fans into the arena, um, especially for the rest of the season. But you're meaning to tell me you just wouldn't have ate a fifth-round pick just to get him out to a contender like a, like Boston and reunite him in Boston where he started and where he could finish his career? There was a lot of rumors, too, that he was going to Boston. Um, I would have loved to have seen that too. Kind of like you know, send send off the uh, the veteran sunset, a la Ray Bork, winning the cup with uh, the Avalanche when he did, but wasn't meant to be. And you know, we'll see if he comes back next year. Is that Bjorn, uh, Bjorn's brother? Bjorn. Yeah, Bjorn Borg. Oh, the tennis player. No, it's a different different spelling. Ah. Anyway, so you have that now. Another trade that was big was uh, the Islanders trading uh, for. Pajot from Ottawa, giving up a lot to get him, but immediately signing that six-year extension with the Islanders. So, you know, now he's there for for the six years and went on a, on a good contract. So, the Islanders getting some secondary scoring that they need because they do not score enough goals for sure. Um, yeah, you have Barzell, Eberle, Andersley. Uh, you have some good forwards for the Islanders, but they still don't score enough goals. But I don't know. My question with the Islanders is: is it the system that they're playing in? Because Barry Trotz is a very defensive-minded coach, and if you remember him with Washington in those playoff series, they were a, you know, collapse on Holpe type of team that just blocked shots like crazy, and and they would they wanted to win games two one three two, and and 
you had the best goal scorer in the game with Ovechkin. So what do you think? Do you think the Islanders got better, or do you think they got worse? The, the, the thing was they went out and got the best forward available at, that was available at the deadline. Um, Peugeot was having a career year, still is. You know, is in the middle of it. Um, never scored over 20 goals until the season, but keeps piling on the goals. And, and it's possible that, you know, some of these players matured later on, and it's very possible that his third-line play that he's was playing at, you know, before the season was kind of just him getting used to the NHL, and now he's ready to be that second-line guy that the Islanders definitely really need. Like as you mentioned, they they're ranked in the lower half of the NHL in scoring. Yeah. Before the uh, they were ranked twenty second. Yeah. In offense. So this is this is a shot in the arm. Like in the first game, he scores a, a grimy goal, but that was goal a, a goal. Fluky he, he freaking goal. Already. He scored. He scored two already. Um, you know, he's already f- seamlessly like went with his teammates, sticking up for them, and you know. Um, well, speaking of sticking up for your teammates, I wanted your opinion on this. That Truba hit on Dal Cole, mm-hmm. clean. According to the rules, yes. Yeah, I thought it was clean. Even even not, he kept his he kept his arms down. You know, yeah, he left his skates a little bit, but he wasn't leaving I, his skates to lunge. It was he left his skates after the contact. That happens all the time. You know, he didn't lunge into the guy when you what? It's just physics. When you're coming at that speed, the only way the force can go is up. So that's that's when you see guys off their skates. But you know, you'll see fans on the internet screenshotting. Look, he's off his skates, and it's like, dude, watch the whole clip. He doesn't leave lunge it's after the fact and he didn't extend um, his arms either he he, he stayed no. low he kept the chest there he you know and the hockey rules are different than like that at the end and the nfl like once the head gets hit that's it like with right. hockey they allow head contact because players do lower themselves and then the head does become point of contact and you know i right. thought it was a clean hockey hit you know he stepped that's, up at the I, blue I line yep. you know like scott yep. stevens I, I the, Scott Stevens used to do that. To, he did that to Lindros. Remember the hit he laid on R.J. Umberger? Oh my God! Yeah. R.J. Umberger was in like a different year, and after that hit, it, it, you know, like those old school hockey hits. And then to hear um, the Islander announcer Butch, he just had his number retired. Um, uh, yeah, two days ago, he I was listening to that feed because I wanted to hear what they had to say because I was going back and forth between Sam and and the Islander feed. Was he was bitching him? Oh, that was a clean hit in my day, but not anymore. Like all the Islander fans yeah, were saying it was clean, dirty, and all the Ranger fans were saying it was clean. He's he's very much an Islander homer. I oh, mean, it was so he was just that. bitching and moaning like you know, like no other, you know. But Pajot, like leaving it back to the trade and Pajot, Pajot was the first one into. To stand up for his, his new teammate and drop the gloves with Truba, and you know that definitely earns respect with your new mates for sure. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Now another trade that made that is kind of you know got everybody talking is the Kovalchuk trade. Now the Canadians have traded Ilya Kovalchuk to the to the Capitals, and apparently he had a choice. He could have went to Boston or to Washington, and he chose to go to Ovi and play in Washington. What do you think of that deal? It's tailor made. I mean. You get Kovalchuk on a minimum salary, the veterans minimum. So really, they only had the rest of his veterans minimum salary to go against the cap, and it's really not much at all. So it's a perfect fit for for the Caps. He fits right with their, uh, you know, I'm sure Ovechkin's happy to have another Russian buddy with him, and he's he's hungry. He's he's had the taste of playing in the Cup final. He came up a little short with the Devils, and uh, he's. Ready to win that cup, and that's the you know the reason why he came back after his hiatus in, in the KHL, and I think Washington becomes the team to beat in the East. Um, 
know, the Bruins play well, but I think the Capitals have the easier way to get in, and I, I think that they're going to be the ones representing the East, in my opinion. I, I could I can see that happening for sure. Um, you know, like you said, Kovalchuk had some unfinished business. He comes back uh, to the Kings, gets traded to the Habs, actually gets reinvigorated with the Habs in Montreal, and uh, finds himself on a, t- on a contender that can potentially represent the East and, and potentially raise the cup at the end of the year. Um, so, you know, that's something that to keep to definitely keep an eye on. Now, the last, the last team I want to talk about is the Rangers. Uh, they actually probably had the best trade trip, uh, cha- trade chip available in Chris Kreider. Uh, they probably could have got a B-level prospect and a first-round pick for Kreider. But instead, they get him on, a, I think, a team-friendly seven-year deal worth $6.5 million. And to stay. Now, of course, he signs that contract. He gets sick for the Islander game. He plays at 50% pretty much and then gets hurt in the Flyer game. But that's besides the point. (laughs) But the Rangers keeping their assets. And the Rangers are actually the hottest team in hockey since the All-Star break. Um, They're like first in wins. They have the best power play. Um, They're first first or second in goals against... um, they're a scary team, and nobody wants to play the Rangers. I mean, the Flyers dismantled them the last two games in the home-and-home. Home. But you know what? The Rangers are still in in striking distance of a playoff spot. Uh, Columbus won tonight, so now they're still— now instead of being two points, they're only four points back of Columbus for a playoff spot. Um, but signing Kreider is, a, is telling Ranger fans that the rebuild is over and they were going for it. And I actually like the deal. Now, Chenz, you can actually talk about this because you like Kreider. I do. And well, no one's a bigger Kreider fan than, than, than Matt. Matt. Yes. So I'm going to let the super fan hold on for a second. But I think that you're we're talking about the next captain of the New York Rangers. Oh, yeah. You know, you can't replace somebody like Chris Kreider. Now, I've been saying, I thought for sure Kreider was going to get traded. And the only reason why I thought Kreider was going to get traded was because the Rangers didn't want to pay him seven seven, but or give him seven years. He's 29 years old. You know, that's going to be an ugly back end of the contract. But he's got great chemistry with Zibanejad. He's got great chemistry with Buchnevich. That line, the, K, the KZB line love, is amazing. I little pronunciation you put on. Buchnevich? Yeah. That's how you say his name. <laughs> I just, uh, I wouldn't expect it from you, that's all. Um, you know, he, he's he's a veteran. He's He was a homegrown Ranger. He's been He was there for the cup run. He was there for all those good teams. He's been there. He's done it. He's grown into a leader. Um, and he's a power forward that you really can't replace. And before they signed him, I thought the trade they, that the Rangers made with Carolina to get uh, Gauthier was a sign that they were going to trade Kreider because Gauthier is the same type of player that Kreider is, big, strong guy, power forward that can skate. Didn't he have a hit song in, like, 2010, 2011? Gauthier? Yeah. You didn't have to cut me off? Same guy. Same guy. You didn't have to cut me off. <laughs> Oh, I, I was hoping for that one, but all right. Oh, you want this one? Um, but anyway, like, so Matt, what do you think? That your boy's staying for seven years? BDK. Giddy, giddy. Um, I don't love the seventh year. He's gonna be like 35, 36. But you know, that's that's the price you pay for getting it. You know, a little bit cheaper than if it was six years. So. You know, it was, it was a compromise from both sides, which that's, you know, what happens in a contract negotiation. It is what it is, but I'm very glad to see him there. Uh, obviously, 
I would have loved to see a, an Aroldis Chapman-like scenario where they trade him to a contender, he goes to win a cup, and then he signs with the Rangers again in the offseason, so they get, you know. But I think the, the position that they're in now, you know, pushing for the playoffs, it made sense to keep him. Unfortunately, of course, the bad thing of the broken foot now comes into play. Who knows how long he'll be out for, but, um, you know, at the time when the deal was signed, uh, it made a lot of sense, and it made sense to keep him because, you know, they're only a couple points out. Hopefully they can turn it around. Unfortunately, they got the, the Blues on Tuesday, so never easy going against a former uh, Stanley Cup champion. So, you know, we'll see if uh, they can turn it on. Um, you know, Sturkin going down doesn't help either, but hopefully he can recover soon. Um, and they'll, they're going for it, like like we said, the rebuild's over, and Crowder's right in the front of it. He's part of the core now. He's part of uh, what management feels is guys that are going to take them to the next level, and it's great to see. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because the NHL trade deadline that day for a Ranger fan was up and down. It's John JD. They call a press conference and with no nothing else, they just say JD is going to talk to the media at eleven o'clock, and there's no nothing else. So everybody's thinking, okay, did they buy out Hank? Are they going to trade Hank? You know, did Kreider sign an extension? What's going on? So JD speaks. They sign Kreider the extension. Then they announce that Shesterkin and Buchnevich. We're in a really bad car accident in Brooklyn. Um, the uh, Shesterkin was driving, and a car went and made an illegal U-turn. He they hit that car and they hit another hit a parked car. Uh, Buchnevich walked away scot free. Thank God he was just shaken up. And Shesterkin, like you mentioned, is out for a couple of weeks with an undisplaced rib injury, rib fracture. Uh, apparently, he's taking shots at practice though. But he's only taking shots in his pads. He's not taking shots high. So he might be back sooner than expected. Um, you know, I mean, the Rangers had three goaltender, have three goaltenders now. And they've had three goaltenders for the last month. And, you know, they really... They, Good thing, too, they, they, Thank God they didn't address it. Because, you know, Georgiev played well last week. Hank played today. Um, you know, I don't blame Hank for today's game. You know, you give up a power play in the first 23 seconds of a game... After not starting for a month, it's tough. Um, a lot of deflections, a lot of goals that he had no chance on, a lot of defensive lapses. Um, the Rangers look like a tired team the last two games, to be honest with you, um, and to be honest with everything. You know, they played three games in four nights. They looked exhausted. And, you know, hopefully, you know, they 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 rest up tonight, they rest up tomorrow, and they come up against the Blues with a good effort at home and get back on track. Um, but the subsequent trade that happened with the Rangers was the trade of Brady Shea. Now, Brady Shea, first-round pick of the Rangers. Uh, that, that was like your boy. Yeah, I was talking I, I was talking about him at the beginning. I said he was going to be good. I think he peaked too early, um, and he was making too much money. And you know what? They traded. They got rid of him for a first-round pick. Uh, they didn't have to retain any salary, but that was because they signed Kreider. That was a cap. That was a hockey. That was a business salary cap move, and I thought it was a good deal. You get a first round pick for Brady Shea. You take it and you walk away. Um, and it's a, and they're dealing from an area of strength. You know. You, and now, you know they're gonna re, they have money now to re-sign their restricted free agents next year with Lemieux with with D'Angelo, players that are gonna be part of their core when the window opens up, and. You know what? I think that when it's all said and done, the Rangers are here. I think if, if they miss the playoffs by a couple of points, listen, 
that's it. You know that that they they came out a little short. They, they the the beginning of the season really hurt them. Um, and I think next year they're going to be a team that's going to be, um, a team that's going to that should make the playoffs next year. Hundred percent, they'll be a playoff team next year. Um, you know it's exciting again. You know I, I like I actually can't wait to sit down and watch a hockey game. I haven't had this for two years. Like Matt, you and I both remember and Chen's too. You know, when they were good, when they went on those runs, like you knew when the Rangers were playing and you cleared your schedule for that game. Like you were in front of a TV or at a bar watching that Ranger game. What were you drinking? What? What were you drinking? We were drinking the beer that we were drinking beer that we would bring a different six pack. And if they won, we kept the six pack. Yeah, that's true. Matt, what was our what was our beer? For our little run with with Emily, Miller Lights, baby, Miller Lights, Miller Lights. Now the, I think at the puck. Now I think this is. And I think she still works there. No, she doesn't. <laughs> oh, she's gone. She's gone. Ashling is gone. How the fuck do you know this? Because I went well, to the puck. Gone. The puck is gone. The puck's gone. Yeah. So is Mustangs. Now it's just Harrington's. The puck closed what? This no! year. <laughs> they closed this Recently. year. But I think honestly, I think this is a sad statement. You know, we podcast together. I think the last time I saw Matt was at the puck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it was that night. We were in the corner. Your cousin was there. Yeah, Marshall came by. And I was charging. Yeah, you were, you were charging. Uh, to my he business. Was ringing, he was ringing up a bill on the on the fucking kids' baseball team. <laughs> um, I'll charge it to my business card. Your business card? What? Dude, we're fucking 20. What do you, what do you got a business card? My, 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 my baseball team. What? Now, let me know we were all over 21. Yeah, yes, we were. Yes, we were yes, like, yes. You know, I caught that slip too at the end. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> that was what five? That was four years ago? Five years ago? Five years ago? I had to be. Yeah, I was gonna say four years sounds a little too close. So 24? We we're 23, 24 years old. No, dude, you're 29. Yeah, five years, 24. Well, I thought it was four years. I thought it was 2014. That's five years. Yeah, six years. About the, six yeah, years. six. Yeah, 2020 right now. Mm-hmm. They play the Flyers. I still have video from that night on my phone. Wow. But, um, but yeah, no. Like, I, I even told Steph, like, I haven't watched a meaningful hockey game in two years. Like, wow. you know, it's crazy and it's fun and exciting. But now, moving on from the trading deadline and some of the trades that happened, there were two other, two other stories that are important. Alexander Ovechkin scoring 700 goals, the sixth player in the NHL history to reach that plateau. And he's only 34 years old. And it's a huge milestone. I mean, Ovechkin was a Hall of Famer anyway without it. But he actually has a chance to catch Gretzky. Gretzky's got 894. So, how many years left does Ovechkin have on his contract? He signed a 13-year deal right right before the CBA happened. And I think... Ovechkin, I think Ovechkin can do it. What do you think, Chance? Yeah, I mean, he's one of the best goal scorers the game's ever seen. And he's a fucking, like you said, he's only 34. He's got plenty of time. What, what, how old was Gretzky when he retired? 38? Hmm. So. He was up there. So Ovechkin, Ovechkin's deal expires in 2021. So he'll be 36. Um, I think that Ovechkin can do it. 
100. Yeah, I mean, the lowest lowest he scored in his career was 32 goals in a season, and that was the lockout season. Mm. 48 games, he had 32 goals. So, I mean, wow, he's definitely, yeah, it, it's it's insane. So, even if he averages, like, goal. 35 goals. Six seasons. Next, About six seasons. Yeah. He could do it in six, so he yeah. has to play till he's 40. If he scores 30 goals. 30 for six years? 30 for six years. Because it, it, he's, he's, he, he's got to do that. He's got to do thirty goals when he's fucking. Yeah, but that, 30. That, that means he's he's dropping off tremendously. That's yeah. If you go from from this year, he's got forty five. Uh-huh. He scored two tonight. That's true. So you know he's already over seven hundred already. So you know seven oh three. He's seven oh three. Wow. So you know, if, and he's got eighteen games, seventeen games left. So he could probably score another four or five. If he now, okay, what? What constitutes like like great NHL player of all time? Points or goals? Well, uh, well, if you say points, you're also counting secondary assists, right? Goals and so, assists. Yes, that could that could inflate, but also like you just make a sick pass that leads to another sick pass. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what Gretzky was famous for. You know, assists in a season, but I I still think it's Gretzky. Kind of well, Gretzky's called the great one yeah, for a reason. It's, it's, yeah, I was asking because what if I don't think it's possible though that he gets that he passes Gretzky, right? If it if it's if it if he passes Gretzky, it'll be probably the greatest accomplishment, in my opinion, because we we talked about this in the pre-show a little bit that the difference between Gretzky's year and and mm. Ovechkin's era is that there's not a lot of goals scored compared to. Gretzky's era, where it was seven five eight six. You know, Gretzky. Numbers. Gretzky's era, the goaltending wasn't. There was a lot of stand-up goaltenders. There weren't hybrid had, butterfly goaltenders. Plumbers that were playing goalie. I mean, come on. But wait, uh, excellent segue. Excellent segue. So get to it. The other story you wanted to mention in the in the, in the uh, NHL was the oh, yeah. Zamboni guy, the emergency goaltender David Ayers, who, by the way, I think our our friend friend of the show Emily Kaplan broke the story on ESPN wrote an article about it what'd you say at least I that's what I that's how I read about it no she was break, break the story of it happening I mean it happened in real time well, <laughs> they were watching the game saw it I'm just saying like uh, she that was, reported that on was, it but that like, was my people source were like, people knew that there was an emergency backup goalie yeah in the building because the the Hurricanes had a hurt goalie so then Mrazek gets hurt, or I don't know if it was Mrazek or their other goalie, gets hurt coming out crazy and gets get plowed into. So then Ayers comes in and, and shuts the door and a little rattled at first, gives up two goals, but ends wanna, up uh, getting the W in the end. And I want to know how that, that process went down. Like So every NHL team needs to have an emergency goaltender in the stands oh, ready they, to go. Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh, so, fuck. So every team has an emergency goaltender that could play for both teams if they're too healthy goaltenders go down. So sometimes the emergency goaltender gets dressed if the starting goaltender gets hurt. Just to be ready. Just to be ready, yeah. Just to be ready. Now you've had situations where there have been late trades or something happens or you meet a goaltender there. Um, so Whoa. this guy really practices with the Marlies, which is the Toronto Maple Leaf affiliate, a minor league affiliate, and he practices with the Maple Leafs. And He's ready to go. So he can actually dress tomorrow for another team and play. 
And you said that his stick went to the Hall of Fame? The stick from that game is with the Hockey Hall of Fame, That's yes. fucking awesome, man. You know, so you have... Situ- I mean, at last year, there was an emergency goalie that had a lot of a lot of hay with the Blackhawks, too. Um, had a lot of what? Hay. Like, a lot of word and a lot of talk about him, too. Um, but I don't think they won the game, and I don't, I don't think he saw many shots. Um, but you have situations where every NHL team needs to have a goaltender now. They don't make any money. They sign like a pro tryout contract. Mm-hmm. They get to keep the jersey. They get to keep other things. Um, but Listen, man, they don't make any money. In the Hall of Fame. That, that's enough for me. Fuck. Fuck it. You know, and the, here, but this, the, the, there's more about him that's interesting. He had a kidney transplant like 10 wow. years ago. So, like, I think the Hurricanes did a drive that every – oh, they, they, they put – Airs jerseys in like the team store for play, for fans to buy, and every T-shirt they sold went to the American Kidney Association for research. Wow! So great, uh, great stories right there. You know, I, I it's good he, shit. He man. they brought him in. He was on all the TV, uh, the daytime talk shows. He was on Letterman, I think, or, or Jimmy Fallon, or something, or Jimmy Kimmel, or something like that. Um, the Hurricanes brought him to a home game um, to be honored. You know, it, it's cool. It's a, it's a feel good story. You know, it's exactly what it is. And do you think it, someone's gonna make a movie out of it? No. It's made for Disney. It is. It's it's, it's got Disney. Disney all over it, bro. I, I don't I don't think so because of the fact there will be another David Ayers. Bony. There you go. The you name of the movie. Another emergency backup goalie that's gonna get the win. I think so. Play. He got the win. Yeah, I, I think know, so. The, the other team lost to a fucking Zamboni driver. They only he only faced yeah. ten shots. I don't give a fuck. You know, like, it's, it's, dude, where's everyone? A team like the Maple Leafs, too. Everyone always Maple talks Leafs, about, so like, a high-scoring team oh, that couldn't get. Hardest, uh, hardest job in sports is uh, hockey goalie. Reaction time's got to be insane. Freakish, you know? This guy, all right, mm-hmm. yeah, he gave him two goals, but he blocked eight, eight other soft, a regular dude. I don't <laughs> give a fuck if he practices with the NHL team. He's a fucking regular guy. It's crazy, and where I want to know, like, do you said that every team has to have prepared with uh, has to come prepared with an emergency goalie in the building? Okay, mm-hmm. so does that home team or the away like does each set each team bring a set of pads for the guy? No, they or, have their own pads. Do they just have like a dusty set of pads like in this fucking locker like in the attic? Like, all right, bring out the pads. No, you know? he he was using his own pants. He had like a Marley's centered helmet. He had like blue royal blue stuff. He was wearing royal blue pants, and the Hurricanes made him put on a shell. To cover his pants. Like, he wears his own gear. Like, he has to bring his gear. He brings his gear to the arena. The team takes it, leaves it in, like, the referee locker room. Oh, man. Imagine that, man. And then they calm down. Imagine, like, you, yeah, like, I bring it. Yeah, you hand it over to the same guy every day. Yeah, I'm not going to use this tonight, Jim. <laughs> Meanwhile, you fucking used it. You know, like, it's the home team that supplies the emergency goalie. So, it's not like a road team will bring in their own goalie. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Um, you know, and there's other instances outside of injury that make it happen. Like if there's like a snowstorm or something and they can't get the, the call up to the arena in time, then the emergency goalie gets dressed. You know, it's, it's, it's very rare, but it's happened in the past. Like cool. when emergency goalies. I love that story. That's my favorite story. Love you it. know, love it. But, um, but well, yeah, let's, let's so get out of here. that, that's our hockey talk. Um, let's, let's quickly touch on. <laughs> The NBA March okay, Madness. Good. good. And we'll I got some I got some good inside stuff that, that Matt brought up on the show. 
So, NBA, let's talk about it. Chen's, take it away. There are other people whose size that don't really know. You know? Honestly, it does seem like the Who's the guy? Who's the guy you used to make? What was his name? In, uh, in soccer? I a few in FIFA? I made Sir Slombe. I made Shavis Pingus. So, I mean, that's a good Shavis and Shavis Pingus. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, so I got, uh, I got some, I found an Instagram account. Real NBA quotes. NBA quotes. Oh, he says real NBA quotes. <laughs> so these are real. Really? These are real. So let's see. Let's these are. Uh, this is a, this, this a picture of Giannis. It says with quotes. I wish I could learn that skill. And it is Giannis on the Kupo on James Harden shitting in his fucking pants. So okay, we, we keep scrolling. The next is Paul Pierce with quotes says he should have just faked an injury. It would it worked for me. It says Paul Pierce. So the next picture is Giannis again. We aren't all as big of pussies as you, Paul. Again, these are real <laughs> NBA quotes. So then uh Seems, checks out. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, listen, so far it's so good. You know, then you have it says uh Joel Embiid, it says in quotes, I am and then Jimmy Butler comes in. Believe me, we know. So, you know, referring to old beef. And then uh, Ben Simmons comes in. Oh, yeah? Did you know your team is 6-7 and seven in the month of February? It's true. Facts. Real real quotes here. Uh, Jimmy Butler responding to Ben Simmons. Yeah, I did. Did you know your girl, your girl's pussy gets a little looser every time I visit Philadelphia? Now you know. I believe that that's a trash talking happening on the court, maybe, or maybe behind the scenes. I'm Chins, not sure. Are you verbal memeing our listeners right now? Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. So then, as, as if it wasn't confusing them with all the players going on. So then, now they got talk of pussy going on. So then, yeah. <laughs> hold on, I gotta finish this now. I'm, I'm, de- I'm too deep in. I gotta finish it. So you have Joel Embiid coming back. Damn, bro, he got your ass. 
Then Ben Simmons going, Joel, I'm on your side. Would you shut the fuck up? And then the best one <laughs> in quotes, even Devin Booker will would tell you to shut the fuck up. And who said this? <laughs> Curious George and the motherfucking squad. <laughs> what? A picture of fucking Curious George with a bunch of animals. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can link this to our uh, our uh, Twitter and, and Instagram uh, so listeners can yeah, see good. what's going on. Listen, as, as you eloquently put the whole meme. In real NBA, real NBA quotes with the picture of Steve Harvey as their icon. So maybe it's not. Not real. Who knows? To, to be determined. We'll let, the, we'll let the listeners determine if it was We'll let you not. decide. Tell us what yeah. you think. You, you determine the vote. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Puma missed that. That was good. No, I, 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 sure I, he I, I heard you from the other side oh, of the right. door. So I heard what was going on. But, right. but anyway. You know, but, but yeah. the one thing I will say is that the, NF, the NFL, the NBA lives for this drama. They like this drama. Yeah, it's stupid shit. Yeah, it's stupid shit, but the, uh, this is what the NBA was built for. But, um, but yeah, anyway, so. Knicks still suck. Uh, Lakers are still great. Um, Clippers won today over the Sixers. Yeah, who cares? Lakers and the Lakers and Pelicans are in a battle right now on ESPN. They're, they're playing again. They're playing again. Yeah, they're playing right now. The day. No, dude, LeBron is going off, like just hitting ridiculous shots. Yeah, man, I, I don't get what everyone's saying. Oh, LeBron's done. He's he's done. He's not nah, done. He showed LeBron the other day when point. when they played against the Pelicans when he had to step up. He fucking stepped up and, and delivered. He's on a he's on Zion's a new play, level, Zion's man. Playing really well too, but he's just fucking gassed. Yeah, but dude, that's the thing. His conditioning, and we said this I think in a really early episode, his conditioning yeah. needs needs work, but he's got plenty of time too. But uh, let's go down to college and uh, best time of year coming up on us. March Madness. Shout out uh, John Rothstein. I, uh, I, I just got a notification that brackets are, are starting to get, you know, bracket challenge. Beware for the bracket challenge. Fill out your bracket. And it took me back to last year how I I think I got fucking smoked in our in our little pool mat. Um, no, you were you were right near the top. I think yeah, but then I because I picked um, you had Texas Tech. I going had to the Texas final. Tech going to the final. That was my that was my saving grace. But I think everything helped. Like dude, the, the, I remember the first few days, I think I had a whole region gone by day two. Yeah, <laughs> well that's the thing. It's like you can either like miss on the on the small teams, but if your final four teams go far, then yeah, you're Gucci. Yeah, that's all you need. You need the final four teams to 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 make it. That's it. And this year in basket college basketball has been insane. There's no no consistent number one. No team looks unbeatable. Duke Duke lost right. today, uh, yesterday to Virginia. Duke lost yesterday, yeah. Yeah, but I think it's like all these teams like a Duke, like Kentucky, even UNC. UNC, dude, what UNC's the dog hell? Shit, dude. They are even, dog UNC, shit is right. Yeah. Dog shit, perfect word. These one and duns are are the might only, be might be the affecting only them. Team that is 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 standing above the rest is Kansas. Mm-hmm. Right now, yeah. they beat, they avenged their loss to Baylor. They yep. won at Baylor, and uh, yeah, even even Virginia, yeah. you know, defending champs. Um, I mean, they have a decent right record now. too, though. But they're unranked, which is surprising. Aren't they like tw- twenty-one and seven? Yeah, I don't know. They'll, I mean, they'll probably be ranked come tomorrow. But I mean, you have Penn State, who was who was ranked for a while, and not taking anything away from them, they're a good, solid team. <laughs> 
But when that's happening, you know there's been some crazy shit that's happened. I think th- today they had right. uh, what game was I watching? Michigan, Ohio State. In halftime, they're like, all right, so tell us who your big teams are in the tournament. And the guys like, oh, I got a big list for big. He had like eight Big N- Big Ten teams coming into the tournament, and Rutgers was one of them. Yeah, Rutgers is playing well. Rutgers basketball. What the fuck? Well, you know, the, the, the good thing is, well, not the good thing, but you got two weeks until Selection Sunday. Selection Sunday is March 15th. What, what do you think that, what's the, what is, do you think needs to happen, let's say, for Penn State to get a. They're getting in. Well, I'm saying like a higher seed. So like first eight? Yeah. If they win, if they win the Big Ten uh, championship. Oh, yeah. So that so, means all those tournaments are starting this week, pretty much. If selection Sunday's on the fifteenth, or is it next week, the week before? They start. I mean, Penn State's still got a couple games left in mm-hmm. Big Ten play, so they start uh, the week after. They like last year, not last year, two years ago, they played um, at MSG, yes. and they still had the Big East tournament. So uh, they played the Big Ten tournament like the first week in in March, and then the Big East was after that. Okay. So. The, but the, they normally do it... Um, Indianapolis, right? Yeah, they'll do it in some Midwest city, which makes more sense. Yeah. But it was it was a lot of fun watching them play yeah. in the mystery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. A lot can happen in two weeks. Like you said, there's no clear-cut number one. There's a lot of movement going on with all these teams. And, you know, that might, that might make this March, this bracket, even more harder to pick because there's no clear-cut favorite. Or a clear cut oh, it's like gonna four. Be impo- it's going to be impossible. You know, I mean, what is the percentage of an actual perfect bracket? Like point zero zero one percent. It's enough for Warren Buffett to to award the winner fucking like a billion dollars. Right. So. It's never been done. You know, that's the and but that's the good the fun thing about March Madness. Like people like me, who don't watch a lot of college basketball. Yeah, like, usually the people that that end up with the best brackets. You know, are the ones that do Carol, well because Carol they just from pick. Accounting that that has the the winner. Yeah, she picked San Diego State uh, or South Dakota State University because she likes rabbits. Right. You know, you know, to each his own, I guess, how you pick it. But honestly, strategies like that aren't a bad way to go because <laughs> every year we're seeing more and more upsets with higher seeds than ever before. You know, although... Oh, what the fuck is this? Just keep, just keep going. Uh, the w- number ones have been doing their thing in the last few years, so... No. Two two years ago, it was uh, Virginia losing as the number one overall oh, seed yeah. to uh, UMBC. That's right. Oh my God, yeah, UMBC the, the Retrievers. You know, I, yeah. you, you always have that one team that there's always going to be a few upsets. You always have you have to think about that. I mean, oh, I'm all about the upsets. You know, I might I might do a I, lot. Of, I think I do too many upsets. You know, it's, those seven <laughs> those seven ten games are, are yeah they're tantalizing. You know, I those know. seven ten games 12, even five. even twelve five even the yeah, twelve that's, five. that's the money runner. Right you know, I mean sometimes you yeah. get that sixteen didn't a sixteen a sixteen seed win last year? Yeah, two years ago. Oh, that's what are, we, yeah. are we not talking? Puma, uh, do you pay attention? Sometimes. I literally just said the top-seeded Virginia lost to UMBC. Oh, that was that game? I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have a baseball in it, so I'm not really... What is uh, What is UMBC? You know what they stand for? I don't even... I'm not even going to fucking try. Uh, it's of Maryland, University. Baltimore County. Oh, man. Oh. Good thing for that wasn't, wasn't there a team out of um, a couple of years? They were like teal, like teal green and... And whatever they were like, they actually like went to like the Sweet Sixteen as a sixteen seed. How long are we talking? Maybe four years no, ago. No sixteen seed has ever won a game, except for UMBC. Uh. Maybe they were a fifteen seed. Lehigh. 
Let's see. They're brown. Lehigh, though. No, Lehigh beat Duke and then lost the next round. There was a 15 seed that um, Gulf Coast, Florida Gulf Coast. Flor- Florida Gulf Florida Coast. Go- wow, that's Matt. the one I was thinking wow, of. Wow, Matt. That's what that's I was thinking of. Good shit. Wow. Dunk City. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, who was the guy that actually went to the NBA though from that team? Was it? Was it? Uh. Shit. You're thinking of no. You're thinking of um. What's his name? Uh, the guy from Queens. No. Uh, O'Quinn. O'Quinn. No, 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 no. The guy. There's a guy with uh, dreadlocks that he was on that that Florida Gulf Coast team. God, what the hell's his name? No, because because O'Quinn was what like North Dakota State or some shit. He was not North Fork. Or North, Norfolk. Yeah, that's it. Norfolk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But whatever. Uh, I forget it. But. But yeah, I mean, we'll definitely. It's gonna be it's gonna be wild this year. You know, I don't know what team I I would pick. Feel comfortable picking. Well, then, then again, I, I talk as if I watched. Let me teams. ask you guys now, as teachers, do you guys, do you guys able to stream the games at work? Hmm. So, I Puma works in fucking fantasy land. Apparently, he was telling me how much <laughs> how many periods he has off. He's like, yeah, I didn't teach today. What the fuck do you mean you didn't teach today? Oh, they had an assembly to set up for, so they moved the periods and they had testing going on in my room like Puma's room was like a was a was a test station so War zone. I work yeah. so you know I work in I was actually going to say this for the end of the show no don't do it but don't fucking do I it I work at I work <laughs> why at why would you do that I and your fans don't even, our fans don't even know what you're talking about they're not going to find so, out so I wouldn't let you you always got to jinx shit don't I'm fucking jinx shit jinxing anything so I work in we, the school I work at, that is a potential employer. Oh my god! Potential employer oh, for Vincenzo. Potential. I'm not saying it's a slam dunk. Because he wants potential. everyone. He wants everyone to know that he did the fucking the the dirty work to get me in. He wants to make sure everyone knows I stuck my neck out for Chens. And I would always stick my neck out for you. I, I never deny this. Anyway, Wait, is there, is there a, a beak wedding involved? Maybe that's why. A beak wedding. He gets the finder's feet. Oh. Yeah, we get to wet the beak because you get So I work in a school that centers around the arts, like musical theater, dance, so Performing on and so forth. Performing and visual arts. That's all you got to say. So, you know, they they did an assembly where all the kids got to perform uh, in honor of Black History Month. Uh, that took up three periods. That took up three of my, two of my classes. Then I teach middle school as well, and they're taking their mock state math exams that they're preparing for that happened in April and they had to use my two periods for the seventh graders to finish the part the part two of the exam I mean it doesn't happen every day it just happened the other day whatever yeah but you have enough you have a decent amount of time yeah how many preps do you have a day well it right now hmm. I'm off second second fourth and fifth three see the beauty the beauty about being in high school is that you get you teach two separate grades Seventh and ninth, but like most most people will teach either just one or two. You know so I mean? I'm covering for a teacher right now, just who just like Matt is on paternity leave, and I'm teaching six classes right now. So when he comes back, you can go to less. I when he comes back, I go back to my regular schedule, which is how many ki- classes? Which is I teach five. Oh, okay. So I teach bad. first period, third period, seven, eight, nine. So I'm off second. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Dude, the, so, first, the first day of games, you can just keep that. So keep that going. I use a VPN on my work computer, so I can do anything I want. I can. Oh. So I like. What is that? 
a VPN is a extension on your browser that takes your internet connection and throws it to a different server. So like when I'm when I'm using the VPN, I might it might be saying I'm on a computer in Texas. It protects your security. Huh. So like hackers can't do it. I actually have it on this computer as well. I'm not using it now. But it you can get around blocks. Like you remember how we used to have those proxy websites in in high school where you would go like play games and you would stick it in a proxy website? This is the same thing. I never did that. I did. That wasn't a bad idea. Oh, you would change the website like WW2. Yeah. At dickinggames.com and it would work. Yeah, you would go around. Oh, you would get around I the school system. Yeah, that. you get yeah, around yeah, the school system. So I can. Addicting games. Nice. So like I can yeah. like. Chubs. I actually use it to teach. Nice like when plug. I use when I use like Amazon Prime, like I showed my kids Kingdom of Heaven with Orlando Bloom and Liam Nielsen. Neeson, sorry. Um, for, for And they had to write a movie review on it. So they block Amazon Prime. So if I use the VPN, I can use Amazon Prime to show them the movie. Hmm. And Netflix and Disney Plus and all that stuff. That's what I really use it for. Or if I want to do like online shopping like Amazon, I can use I can shop on Amazon with the VPN. So I can stream. It's on CBS. It's on CBS streaming services, isn't it? Yeah. So I can go on CBS, log into my Verizon account, and watch the games. Nice. So now out of basketball land and into the NFL. Now the NFL is in the offseason. Um, you know, not a lot of stuff going on, but there's a potential work stoppage coming up. Um, is it this season or is it, is, it, is it the next season? They, they can do the same. So the biggest the biggest news coming out of the NFL is the CBA. Now, the biggest thing about the CBA that's coming out is 17 And the owners want it. Players don't. The players want to stick with 16 games. The owners have proposed a CBA that was shot down by the players that said 17 games, three preseason games instead of four, um, and they get a bigger share of the return. Um, I think over the life of the CBA it was like $3.5 billion the players would have gotten on the board game. And the players don't want that. And we're looking, it's looking more and more like this isn't going to be a quick thing. It's going to take a while. We went through, we were young with the MLB strike in 94, um, the, the strike that essentially ended baseball in Montreal, um, but there was that strike we were young for. The one that I remember the most was hockey, the hockey lockout of the 05, 06 years. 04, 05, 04, 05, where there was no season at all, um, and then the NFL at the NFL. Didn't the NBA have a work a shortened season too? The NBA did with one the NHL had another one too. No. The MLB has had labor peace since 94. This is the first time that the MLB actually might have a work stoppage coming up because they're up for a CBA as well. Um, we mentioned that earlier. But um, the NFL, what do you guys think? 17 games. Yeah, I mean, as it is, like you see, teams are playing less and less preseason. So now you're going to make them basically less preseason game, adding on the 17th game. Players are getting hurt at crazy rates for any steps in that game. Too many games in short period of time. It's just going to be a disaster. I'm adding, 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 I'm ad
see a better product. Oh yeah, then, on, then more on Sundays product. rather than Thursday nights football. That's yeah. maybe one out of every twelve games is a, is a good one. Well, the yep. problem is the problem is is that they've changed so much of like training camp and how much they're in pads that right now the the product in the field is being effective outside of the schedule. Like you know, football they're not as clean as it used to be. You know what I'm saying? Like the field, the play on the field isn't at at its best right now. Yeah, it's good, but it's not what it used to be. Like they're they're not practicing in full pads as much. Um, their practices aren't as um, hard hitting as they used to be. They changed that. Um, like you said, they're not playing a lot in preseason. Um, and then with the schedule the way that it is, you know, I can see them going to a 17th game if this happened. If they cut the Thursday game altogether and just play Sunday Monday, that's it. Now, is that going to happen? No. But I can see that. I'd like that. But, again, I hope the players don't give it on that 17 games. I mean, if they do, you know, they got to be rewarded with the compensation. It's got to be, you know, the salary's got to be an increase of, you know, 1 16th or whatever. I think it's it's one – they said one point – it's a 1.5% increase they would offer them. So instead of, like, I think they get 46% of the share, they would get – 47 and a half or 48 percent something like that they're still not getting half if i was the players and said hey you want to add a 17 game 50 50 like 50 50 split Hmm. you know and get and and eliminate the thursday game or you play a thursday game but it's not it's not every team every week like maybe every other week you know and then you add a second buy have two buys rather than one so that's what I think. No, but if you add two buys, you take away the extra game. Yeah. Well, I think they were talking about adding a buy, too. So you have an, like a 19 week season? Every team plays 17 games, every team gets two buys. All right, so 19 weeks. So, not, yeah, 19 weeks. So it's almost five months of football. With no Thursday games. I mean, I could that's see a, where logistically I, probably won't work. It, and that p- probably pushes the, that pushes the Super Bowl back instead of the first week of February. It's the second week of February. You know, they want to change the playoff thing too and add more teams into the playoff race. Oh, I heard that too. You know, yeah, they want to have seven, and then the second team doesn't get a buy. So, I mean, this is it's early in the process. So there's a you know there's a lot of uh, stuff that's going to happen that we could talk about later and down the line. But I really think that it's. Um, like you said, I hope the players don't go to 17 games without getting the proper compensation. Um, the schedule, the product on the field, like Chen said, I'd rather have a better product than more of the product. But you know what? The thing is, is that with sports gambling now, the way that it is, with fantasy football, the way that it is, they're trying to make more money that way as well. Because if there's an extra week, that means that more people are betting, which means more money in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know... And then the the, seed, the stadiums are open. Now, if you think about it, it's the same number of games because you're cutting a, a preseason game. So you're playing three preseason games rather than four, and just one of those preseason games is a regular season game. So logistically, the season is the same length. Because if you 16 weeks, right, plus four is 20 weeks, the 20-week season anyway, four of the games don't count. So if you take one of those games away, and it's still a 20-week season, but instead you have 17 regular season games rather than 16, it's the same thing. If that makes sense, if am, am I making sense with that yeah. way of thinking? No, but you were saying the double buy though, like that one wouldn't work. Right, if it's a double buy, it's not. It would be twenty-one weeks, twenty-two weeks then instead of twenty, because it's already twenty weeks. You know, and they start in August and they end in February, 
So that's six months. So, you know, there's a lot to, there's a lot to talk about there. And there's a lot of things you can do. You know, I mean, maybe there maybe they would cut the the Super Bowl from a two week two weeks between the conference final and the Super Bowl to one week. Maybe they get rid of the Pro Bowl altogether. Maybe they, you know, the, I mean, I think one of the things about the XFL that I really like is the kickoffs, the way they did the kickoffs. The kick that they're they're five yards away from each other. They move them up the field. They're five yards away from each other, so they're not getting the speed to to create a lot of injuries. I like that too, that the the XFL has done. That's one of the things I like from the XFL, is the way they do their kickoffs. Um, but you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen in the next year and a half to to divulge into about the CBA. But anything else football related? I mean, AJ Green is going to be franchise tagged. I think that's the only other thing. Des Bryant might go back to Dallas, and apparently Jerry Jones is thinking about it in the shower. I heard, you know, I heard that, but, you know, I mean, the one last thing I want to talk about with football before we get out of here, because I know it's late and we both, well, two of us have to go to work tomorrow, um, is, um, yeah, he's going to go watch what fucking Eric Andre, is Joe I'm Judge, watching Price is Right, <laughs> Price is Right, Wheel of Fortune, all the soaps, oh yeah, Francesca's going to be watching all the good daytime shows, um, Jerry it, Springer, Maury. Oh, Maury, yeah. Jerry Springer. Sports Center over and over again. Um, Friends. Marathon of Friends. Okay. Uh, Friends Reunion, by the way. Cares. Coming up on HBO. <clears throat> I can't wait. Listen, that's Steph's favorite show. I have to watch it. You don't have to. I'm going to watch it. I like Friends. I I'm a Friends fan anyway. You know, I can't wait till they start talking about a How I Met Your Mother reunion. If they do it. But one last football thing I want to talk about quickly is Joe Judge. Joe Judge is a clown. Oh, man. Hot take. And... I liked his press conference. I did. But don't go into the combine and say everybody's got to earn their job. You have two players that deserve their jobs. A, Saquon Barkley, and who you just spent the top two pick on two years ago, is your starting running back. Um, does he have stuff to work on? Yes, he's a terrible pass protector. He has to be better at that. But you name him the starter by name and Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is your starting quarterback. What, are you going to have some scrub? Or if Tom Brady goes to the Giants, which isn't going to happen, um, be your starting quarterback, give the guys the respect. You, you're not Bill Belichick. I'm sorry. Yeah, I understand the culture needs to change, but still. Yeah, but I think it's just a matter of it's, – it's his way of saying, like, yeah, everyone's got to earn everything. I don't you care know, who you are. But you can still drop their names. You can still say Saquon. He still hasn't muttered the name Daniel Jones you gotta, yet. You gotta, I think you're looking way too much into it. You know, I don't know. Gives a shit. He didn't say their name. He's the just coach. give them the respect. You you know like I tell my students this: respect is a two way street. You got to earn it and give it. You just yeah. don't get it. Right. Just because you're the head coach of a team doesn't mean that your players instantly what respect they, you. I mean, listen. So they're both very good. They're uh, Saquon's a very good player, and Daniel Jones is fine. But he's been working with Tom Brady. He was so, a special teams coach. So what? He's been around Tom Brady. He's been around Belichick. It's obviously a winning culture you want to you wanna try to tap into. Let him do what he's got to do. Because, oh, sure. you, you, you hold Daniel Jones. You fucking, you caress his head. You're the starter, Daniel. Don't worry, no one will take your place. You're safe. <laughs> he's never going to try and get better. And Saquon is, is riding from his fucking first year of everyone sucking his dick as the greatest fucking running back. Last year, he sucked. 
Well, like I said, are there right? things that they need to shit. work oh, on? Okay. Yes, of course yeah, they need to work uh, right. on stuff. But you know what? Maybe that's the thing. Maybe he realized this kid, th- these these kids are fucking hot-headed. Especially Saquon. No. I'm not saying he is. He's a great guy. Listen, Saquon is, needs, is a talent for sure. And he can potentially be the best running back in football. He just needs to do the little things a little bit better. And I, I think that if... So There's, it's. I don't think it's the worst but thing think for about, the, but, the coach to say. Like it's not. It's not guaranteed. I'm not going to give it to you just because of who think, you are but, and what you did two years ago. But you have to think about the generation of players you have. These aren't old school players. <sighs> no, I know that. That's that a, don't take adversity unfo- the right unfortunately, way. Unfortunately, that's a good point that you make. Okay, it's they fair. need to be coddled, and they need to be. It's called build, break, build. Build them up, and then break them down, and say, yeah, you are our starter. But you Sounds have like, to do. Did you read that in the book? No. This is the philosophy I use when I coach. Where'd you get it from? My sales. You didn't make that up. My sales job. You didn't make that up. My sales job. Oh, I thought you said myself. I'm like, there's no. Fucking no, when I worked in sales a long time ago, they said, you know, always when you're training somebody, give them a positive and then follow it with a negative that they have to work on, and then give them a positive again, and it helps them get better. And I use that tactic with players that I've coached in the past, and it's worked. Like, yeah, you swing the bat well. But you're not using your lower half, so we have to work on that. But you have a good swing. And then they say, okay, so they, he, so the coach sees a positive in what I'm doing, but now I can work on this to be even better. It's just a way of thinking. I know. I know. You know, and that's what he needs to do. These aren't old school guys that are going to say, oh, you're challenging me? Okay. They're going to say, wow, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I'm not going to go play for this guy now. Like, you should say, Saquon, you are our starting running back, but you need to pass protect better. You need to take care of the ball. These are the things I want you to work on, but you are our starting running back. Then yeah, that's I it. Guess. That's no, I it. hear you. I, it makes sense. You it know, just sucks that we got to succumb to that shit. I, and I agree with you. You know, player, you know, especially professional athletes should be, they've right. handled adversity exactly. their entire life. They should be able to take a little bit of tough love. But that's not the world that we live in. We live in the world of participation trophies and bullshit. So, you know, that's the that's just the way that it goes. I mean, you know, I think that Joe Judge needs to earn the respect of his players and by doing that he needs to take the player the little talent that the Giants have and 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 run with it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he needs to do. And I'm not gonna tell him what to do. Obviously he's the coach of the Giants and I'm just some schmuck that has a podcast. But that's besides the point. So the last thing we want to talk about is the boxing fight that happened last weekend. Uh Fury versus Wilder. Um Gypsy King. Uh, Fury coming out in the eighth round? Seventh round. Seventh round. Seventh round, knocking out Wilder. He looked like the better boxer throughout the fight. Uh, There was some controversy with this fight that they were talking about the next day, and they said that they threw the towel in on Wilder way too early, and they shouldn't have thrown the towel. Wilder's saying that. No, that was Wilder saying. There was every every other body was like. mother said that was the right call. Not Max. No, go back to Max. Forget Max. You going to say Max Max Kellerman's a clown. He's the clown of clowns. But he's the boxing expert that said that he should have died. If he chooses to die in the round, he should die in the ring. He's he's like, he's the boxing expert which expert is, that which ESPN is, has because that other guy Tony At- whatever fuck his name was Atlas I don't even know if that is his name he's like Teddy fuck, Atlas Teddy Atlas he's he's I don't even know he's shot he's fucking old too you know I, I you know and then he he was like the funny thing is Wilder was like there's no excuses blah 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 and then all of a sudden he was like yeah the costume I wore made me tired oh, who the fuck comes into a fight wearing a forty pound suit I mean it's asinine look like Lord Zed from Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought when I saw I was like, holy they shit, were, Lord Zed's back. I saw, like, where, I saw where a my meme, Rangers at? I saw a meme of uh, 
the, uh, the, the Splinter. He's like, Splinter been whooping the Ninja Turtle's yeah. ass in that costume for, for years. For 40 years. You're telling me Wilder can't do it? You and, know, and, and uh, Fury coming in being carried on the throne. Like, what a tactic. Yeah. No no effort. No, no, yeah, you can't, uh, can't be tired out if you're on a throne just singing a nice 60 song. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, that was great at the end when he was singing. He had the whole crowd singing that song. That was amazing. Absolutely amazing. But everyone said I didn't watch the fight. And I haven't watched either of them fight, so I don't know shit. But I did hear that Wilder has gotten his rep by just physically being stronger than everybody else and knocking the shit out of them. They said that he has the best right hand in all of boxing in that division. Fury was always a more technical boxer than Wilder. And they said that he exposed Wilder's... uh, weakness in his technical ability well the thing about fury was that he also put on like 25 pounds and yeah he was huge he was 270 something yeah he put on more weight he was he was big you know and 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 matt said pre-show that he heard rumblings that the paperwork has been put in for a third fight yeah july 18th they're gonna yeah so we'll see because because fury has three fights and he said if he beat wilder um He's going to retire after this, his contract's up on this third fight. Uh, so, I mean, I think for the boxing, I, I bought the fight. I saw it, and it was all fury. It was, you know, Kellerman can say what he wants, but as a non-boxing expert and just a guy that like, likes watching good fights, Wilder was on another planet. He was not in the Vegas ring. Mm-hmm. Was, there's so many shots of him, like, he was bleeding out of his ear. Yeah, okay? The yeah, man he... was bleeding out of his ear. Yeah. So you get, you're already wobbly as it is, and you're eating punches where your lip is facing one way and your head's going. And Fury looked like he didn't even do anything. Like, yeah, he didn't even he break a sweat. He was trying to lick the blood off oh, Wilder's sick fuck. face. Yeah. Sick fuck. You know, mean, it, it was definitely a sick fuck move, but like he was just dominating him so much that you know Wilder can say what he wants. Um, you know, As you said, Puma, he is a strong guy, and he has a very unorthodox way of fighting, and, and that's kind of what makes him special and unique is because he can be – falling back and still just throw a punch and you're out and and that's what his trainers were alluding to in the beginning you know in the pre-fight they were showing different interviews and his trainer said i've never seen anything like this in my career as a trainer this guy can knock you out from anywhere and that might be true the fact was he couldn't land a big punch to save his life that night and his fury definitely deserved to win he was a more technical boxer tko obviously shows that and I'm looking forward to hopefully this this next fight, but I think what everyone would love to see, which would absolutely shatter any pay-per-view record that they set, would be Fury versus Joshua. Mm. The two Brits going at it, you know, fighting yeah. in in London. They would, you know, it'd be great if they could fight in in a huge in conference, not arena, uh, soccer stadium like the O2. Ooh, that'd be but, cool. I don't think there's a big enough venue. That's what people are saying. Like, this what? would be a crazy be, ass. What like, about, what you about need, like a football stadium? Old Trafford in the states. I maybe. I I think they need like a Daytona. Um, oh my you know, god. Ground thing because it's it, think about it. You have the two most popular boxers right now in yeah. the game yeah. with with Fury and and Joshua that, and you also have which I don't know if you guys heard like it's pretty cool that. Uh, Fury has the lineage title, so basically he beats someone who beats someone who beats someone who beats someone. He can go trace it back to the 1800s. So he's he's got that title, which I thought was pretty sick. Wait, who has that? 
Fury. He beats someone who beats someone who beats someone who beats someone? Yeah, so you could trace it all the way back to the 1800s. That's crazy. But I, I, That's crazy. I don't, I don't get that. You know, not for nothing. I don't get that. Because it didn't well, anyone... Okay, so the first boxing match, right? It was guy A versus B. A wins. Yeah. He's the champion, right? And right. then down the road, he loses, so that guy's the new champion. Uh-huh. And it goes, keeps throwing through history, right? Yeah. So he's the, the last winner so far of that title. So until he loses, he has a title, a lineage. Doesn't that... Crazy, ling- doesn't that everyone always has... I don't get it. I still don't get it. What do you mean everyone has it? If you start fighting, you don't automatically have that title, right? Right. So whoever had the first boxing match, whoever they, they started with this heavyweight championship, uh-huh. that guy won and then eventually lost it to someone. And then whoever keep, like goes down the line, he beat someone in his career who eventually had it, and now he's still retained it. You're still confused by this, aren't Jens you? is definitely still confused by this. Uh, I don't know. Broken. I don't know, man. Well, you know, honestly, <laughs> I'm done. I, it's late. Honestly. Not you doing a great job. It's not you. It's me. Honestly, honestly, the last fight I paid for for was um, Pacquiao versus Mayweather. Oh god! And it was uh, the worst fight. So I just waited for the fight to drop on YouTube and then watched it, and then you know did it that way. Even though I know who won already, but that wasn't. I just wanted to see the fight for what it was. But you know. The one thing that Kellerman alluded alluded to with Wilder was the fact that he could he could land a punch in anywhere. But like Matt said, if he's bleeding out of his ear and his equilibrium is is screwed, he ain't landing anything, you know. And I think that um, you know this third fight that's going to happen um, will be the final, obviously the final fight, especially if Fury's going to retire. But it's just the culmination of it. I mean, didn't. Do, they fought twice already, right? That this one last weekend and the one in the past. Yeah, they drew the first. They drew the first one. So this is like best two out of three. So if Wilder wins, it's it's a draw pretty much. So I guess we'll see what happens. But um, yeah. the final, final, final thing, and everybody's talking about it. Every store in America has no more hand sanitizer because of it. And that's the coronavirus and the effect it's having on European soccer. Um, the hardest country that's been hit outside of China is Italy. And I think Italy has canceled mul- mul- a multitude of games. Uh, I know that I had my family over tonight for dinner. And I still ha- I have like extended family like in Milan and stuff like that. And they said that Milan is a ghost town. All the stores are closed. They, they shut down all business. All the schools are closed. Like, it's crazy that this virus is actually affecting the sports world now to the point where games are getting canceled. Mm-hmm. You know, and yep. hopefully this, this pandemic hopefully is... Apparently the, there, there are scientists in Israel that have a vaccine that we might be able to get in two weeks. Right. So hopefully... Oh, fuck, of all people to create it. You know. Probably the most fucking focused group of people in the world. That's, you know... Listen, uh, there you go. This is going to bring world peace. Hopefully, hopefully, and I know that Matt was saying that there's a there's a case in Manhattan now. Yeah, well, confirmed just, case. Just announced. You know, it's great. It, it's, can't, wait, can't wait to take the subway tomorrow. You know, I I think that um, you know, there's only been a handful of people diagnosed in the states, and it's really the people that are dying from this are more older people with weaker um, immune systems. Um, but the crazy thing is, is that it's not, it's not like a regular virus. It's like, 
you can get it just like through the socket to your eyes. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. But um but yeah, I just wanted we just wanted to touch on that because it is in the news and everything. But um before we get out of here, I just want to congratulate Vincenzo. Uh he has taken the plunge. Uh he is an engaged man, so from the Who Do You Think You Are I am family, congratulations. Thanks. And Congrats, homie. And Thanks. You know, planning your having being a part of your wedding is going to be fun. Yeah, I was uh, thinking thinking about uh, bachelor party loca- uh, destinations. Austin, uh, you know me. I, I like to try to do things a little little differently. Mm-hmm. Austin came up, but then I I looked up not obscure bachelor party locations, but but you know unusual ones. Are we going to Montana? No, but uh, <laughs> one one that came up was Milwaukee. That's not that Ooh, bad. That's fun. That. that would be interesting, right? You know, isn't Anheuser Busch there? Yep. Yep. You know, depending on when you go, we depending on where you go, you can go. To, we can go to a Bucks game, a Brewers I'm game. I'm telling you one thing: I'm not going to a fucking baseball game with you. <laughs> <laughs> listen, do it. Listen, you you're calling the shots. They're damn right. You know, you know. I Maybe mean, we should. Maybe we should bring Puma to the baseball game. With the, with the pimp squad, and then Dean Dean can can let air out his grievances with Puma live, and we could record it. We'll, we'll periscope it. Yeah, there you go. Listen, if he wants to air out his grievances, Austin, I'm right here. He Austin, can call in. Austin, you blood. Talk about other teams. Austin, Austin, Austin will hold nothing back. You know, hey, it's fine. Listen, I'm down for a conversation. I know I'm busting balls. You but know, I was thinking that, and then the, another one came up. I don't think I would do this, but uh, Biloxi, Mississippi. They call it okay, the. Now you're just being stupid. They call it uh, <laughs> what they call it Vegas of the South. So if you going to a casino, oh, yeah, uh, they have like fields the Vegas of Jersey. Big, big, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> big. Uh... <laughs> Wait, wouldn't Atlantic City be the Vegas of Jersey? No, no, people. That's a common misconception, Vincenzo. You know, you come to my backyard, and just gamble city. People just <laughs> loose women and. A lot of money to be won here. That's, that's what they said. Listen, I went to AC last week. I got absolutely smoked. Smoked. I'm still bleeding out of my ass after what happened. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Well, that doesn't sound like you got smoked. It sounds like uh, yeah, Ladyboy was... Uh, what <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Everything that could go wrong didn't go wrong. Oh, God. it was. I, I, Nothing's worse when you're at the roulette table for like two minutes. You just lost all your money. Play, you put it it wasn't that bad. I've been there. It? Dude, I, I remember when I tried to play uh, craps for the second time ever. First time I played craps was in Montreal. Um, we gotta, I never played. You got to show me how to play. For, and we were with Austin. And, he, you know, he got the party going at the craps table. He had everyone cheering. You got you to gotta know the guys to understand, like, to kind of paint this image in your head. And it was fucking awesome, man. And then I tried to go again with my uh, with my cousin's friends tables was like it was dead it was boring i lost like right away i was like fuck this sucks you know i i on the roulette table every time every i've been on a run of runs yeah and and you know i i never i didn't call you saying hey i hit it was like so we got on don't go into it the quick 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 so i get on the table i get on the table and 17 came out right before we got on the table right i'm playing i'm playing i'm playing i lose all my money i'm done for the night and what's the first roll? What number comes out as soon as I'm done? Seventeen. I missed it. That was the type of night, that was the type of week I had. The three days I had in AC. That sucks. See, quick story. 
But um, but yeah, other than that, you know, I'm looking forward to your bachelor party, no matter where it is. Uh, we'll have fun. Um, with that being said, I am Puma, Matt on the phone, newly engaged Chen's right next to me. As always, we will catch you next week. Later.